Welcome back to Keeping It Real on Be More Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Lundy, and my man next to me is... What's up? It's your boy, Kevin Moore. How you doing, Brody? Hey, I'm blessed, man. Another day, man. I'm glad to be here. Always, always, always a good thing to be here. All right, this is our 2020 Tokyo Olympic special. We got a bunch of topics lined up regarding the Olympics, uh, like, you know, from the behind-the-scenes stuff to what we've like uh, seen from the events and things like that. But we do have a very special guest with us today. I don't really know if he's a guest because he's been contributing behind the scenes. Right, yeah. Uh, he's been a big help on like helping contributing to research, questions, editing, thing, like things in the background. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring him on. Doing good today. Doing, how y'all doing today? We good, we good. Uh, yeah. Jonathan, t- tell us a bit wow. about yourself. Uh, well, I'm an intern, as obviously you guys know. Uh, I've been working, doing some of the production help, helping out with questions, you know, help set up the show, get some things together, you know, and just trying to find my own little grind or um, way around this world. I feel it. I feel it. It's finally cool to to have Jonathan on board with us. Uh, He's actually going to be uh, talking with Kevin and I for the topics that we have today. So we have a we have have a different kind of concept that we're trying. Uh, We're going to spend three minutes on each topic, a minute each between the twi- between the three of us. So uh, without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get started with the first topic, which is uh, probably the hottest topic going on in the Olympics right now, uh, Simone Biles and the conversation around mental health. So uh, what we know is that Simone, she, she pulled out of some events in the Olympics to protect herself and uh, protect the team as well, because you know, like gymnastics, sport like this is is rooted in perfection so like if you in order to have the highest scores you got to be pretty close to perfection it's not like other sports like basketball football you turn the ball over you get another chance you get another down but like gymnastics like you got you pretty much got like that one time to get it right or you're going to get a low score or you're also going to hurt yourself she posted on i remember she posted on her instagram she was like answering questions about like you know like what exactly that it was that she was going going through she was talking about the twisties. Uh, it's it's a term that I I think gymnasts use when like when you're in the air and you really don't know what's going on, like you don't know where you are, like in the air you can't tell up from down, and of course that can be dangerous. I, I want to ask y'all like what y'all think about that. I mean I I agree. You know I'm 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 all for her, you know protecting her mental health because that's that's what's most important, you know, and I I think. So many people are just focused on the sport, seeing whoever compete in the sport that they're participating in, that they forget to realize they're a human being too. And like, we don't know what they're going through off the, off the, like behind the scenes and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely all for her pulling out. You know, she, she already really doesn't have to prove anything. I mean, you know, she got, she had the gold medals, her accomplishments are through the roof. So. You know, when it comes to protecting your mental health, for me, you got to do what you got to do. And so, you know, she did what she had to do, so I, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, because you also have to think about it. It's like a Olympic athletes. They've been training out for a whole year to get ready to come here. And they've been doing it under COVID, under no fans. And then it's like you've been practicing all year in the most, unsafe mental place possible you've been training in a in a gym by yourself you're not training with people anymore you're training with just you and your trainer 
there's no there's no social i guess fresh breath uh breath fresh air there's no more of that it's just you come here you train you go home you don't talk to nobody you talk to everybody through your phone and as an athlete it's good to step out of what you go through every day in training and so i think you know it, it is some needs to back off of because everyone can be perfect as an athlete even though they're they build themselves in the act in their sport to be so they're not built like that i feel it i feel it excellent points all around moving on to the next topic naomi osaka loses to i cannot pronounce that name so let me not be disrespectful uh but she lost in the third round to another player from the uh, czech republic naomi uh she after the match uh she she talked it up to like her just not having it and uh her not being all the way there because like that was that was pretty much an upset like from my understanding where like i don't even think she, she was ranked i think that's what uh jonathan told me earlier that she wasn't even ranked uh and like in like in the manner in which she lost it's just like yeah you could you pretty much tell that you know like something wasn't right or she just wasn't all the way there and on top of that the uh the pressure that she had before because she withdrew from the uh from the previous from the previous tournament was at wimbledon she withdrew from that uh, and I think this was going to be like one of her first matches, which was like participating in the Olympics for your company, for your country, Japan. So uh, let, me t- let me hear what y'all think about that. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a, it's, it's definitely an upset, you know. Naomi Osaka, you know, one of the best tennis athletes in the world. You know, well, she ranked number two going into the Olympics, and she loses in the third round. So that's a big loss. Um, you know, people are definitely going to go take shots at her for losing so early in the Olympics. Um, but yeah, her w- withdrawing from Wimbledon, Wimbledon, you know, that that was a big, big statement. Um, and, you know, I, I was, was I shocked? Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, it, it happens, especially with a sport like tennis. You gotta be on your A game every, every match because it's an individual sport. You can't rely on anyone but yourself. So, you know, like she said, she wasn't all there. So in my mind, like, should she even compete? You know, she wasn't all the way there or not. But you know, that, that's that's just my whole take on it. Yeah, no, I feel I feel bad for her because I mean, she she played enough to get to third round. You know, she was she was ranked. She 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 got the title. Now, from a tennis standpoint, you know, she she did her. She 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 had a lot of mishaps. She would hit the ball badly. It would go out, and it was like the first game. It was it was it was six one, and that just wasn't good for a ranked number two play, player against a non ranked. That's just tennis wise. Now mental wise, I could tell she wasn't in it from the first game at all in itself. It's just she probably should have pulled out of this. She, like she should have pulled out of women, but that pressure, like uh, Jonathan and Kevin talked about. Probably she probably said like she can't do it. She probably felt like she couldn't do it. If she pulled out, it would only make her uh, fame or popularity go down. People would then just be like, she's just taking mental health to a whole nother degree just to get out of everything. And that's probably not the case. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, next topic. Shakira Richardson, a very hot topic before um, for, the, for the Olympics actually started. Uh, as we all know, it's been a few weeks since it happened. Uh, she had a very unfortunate situation in which uh, she learned about the passing of her mother through a reporter, like while she was like in an interview, like while she was still 
like on the like on the track uh and you know just like dealing with that whole whirlwind of emotions so she decided to cope with it the best way she knew how which was like through through uh, smoking weed and like that happened uh of course like the olympics they don't they don't want their athletes like smoking weed because they think that it gives a like a competitive advantage which i'm kind of iffy on because uh, if anything it slow you down um but but like there like there was a whole like snafu about that uh and then the conversation turned to like hey should they still be testing for weed like is this is this like an archaic rule or things like that so uh tell me what y'all think about that yeah i mean it's obviously unfortunate because she she was she was destined to take home a medal you know not not in just my opinion but a lot of people's opinions i mean she she killed in college you know after college she was doing her thing you know she was she was all ready for the olympics and then you know unfortunately unfortunately this happens um but i, I personally think that she should have ran they should have let her just go and run um i honestly don't see the big problem with marijuana uh in my opinion um and like i like you were saying jonathan she that's the south people deal with different things differently and you know her losing you know a, a loved one very close to her that's that's the way she knew how to deal with it and i personally don't think it was gonna either give her an, an advantage at the olympics and like i just think they should have let her run let her do her thing and i love how she owned up to it too how she said i made a mistake uh, but you know she didn't do anything other than own up to it and take take her ill but that's not going to stop her so we it's not the last time we're going to hear about her so she's she, she's going to continue to go out there and dominate and do her thing yeah totally i mean uh there's two sides to the coin there's uh she had rules being one side and social rules like the the olympics rules and social rules and she went with more of the social rules. There's nothing wrong with it. But also, some people will argue that, you know, she should she should have still ran in the four by one just to show her face at the Olympics. Just to still put her stamp on it like I could have still won if I wanted to. Like she should have she she could have put herself on the map as a medalist in general. But instead she took the social high road, which I mean, we'll see in the future if it hurts or helps her career. As of right now, it's just her sitting at home and watching the Jamaican girls go crazy. So it's, I, I love it. I mean, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring out uh, a, a type of social, a type of fun to back to the sport. Because, you know, since you sang love, it's kind of been like, who are these people? And she's kind of brought that new fire, especially after qualifying when she ran and then she ran straight into the stands and you know with, with her long nails and her and we like she showed out that you know she can run with all that on and still be bad and you know that's that's pretty dope to me so yeah man it's gonna be a good one yeah for sure for sure not gonna be the last we've seen her she already got a, a new beats commercial mm -hmm. uh, i think that was during the finals they played that but um all right next topic we have raven saunders podium protest after winning a silver medal, Raven Saunders, uh, she's a 25-year-old uh, Olympic athlete for for USA. She participated in the 2016 Olympics, but uh, but in between that, she was dealing with depression and also suicidal thoughts. 
So uh, she got some help, came back strong for the for the 2020 Olympics, and she won the silver medal in shot put. But well, as she was receiving her medal, she put up she crossed her hands and her arms into an X, and as a as a form of protest, she said that that's where that's the intersection of like where all oppressed people meet. And right now, the International Olympic Committee is looking into her forming her simply forming an X with her arms uh, like just trying to look for I guess an, an, an infraction because IOC stated before the Olympics started that they didn't want anyone like making any form of protest at all tell me what y'all think about that in my opinion I get that you know I get what the IOC um, but they're trying to do they don't want anyone making any gestures, but at the same time, we all got a freedom of speech, you know. Um, maybe got a right to say what, what's on your mind. And uh, I'm pretty sure Raven knew about the IOC and what they said about not making protests, but at the end of the day, she's going to do what she wants to do. Um, so uh, it's, with me, it's like you, you going to, you gonna make your protest, say what you gotta say, and then see where see where everything everything gonna play out. Like, I mean, if, if they take her medal away, that's probably gonna cause some more controversy and, and everything. Uh, if if they don't take it away, it's still gonna probably cause some controversy still. So, uh, my thing is, she she wanted to make herself known, and she's doing just that. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, this is this is good for Raven, bad for IOC. Because I mean, firstly, that's kind of it's it's not not that it's even leaked. It's badly that it's not leaked, and it's just said everybody knows this that you can't protest during your Olympic, I guess, uh, competition or exhibition or a podium or at the podium, because for some countries they don't all have that exact same freedom of speech. So what's the world's biggest stage to show everybody, you know, that something needs to stop in your said place or in your said country? Oh, that right there, the Olympics, where millions of people are watching from home. And now you're telling them that none of them can do a protest. So now there's restriction amongst voice. So it's going to be a lot of, I guess, upheaval from them. So for Raven, this is a win. For IOC, this is probably... Uh, this is probably them starting to push a boulder uphill. So, yeah. Yeah, great points all around. Great points all around. All right, next topic. Are unrealistic expectations placed on athletes by media and fans? Uh, we, we look at the, at the athletes that are participating in the Olympics. Uh, we look at Simone, look at Naomi, look at Shakiri, uh, and even, even somebody like Raven Saunders in this case. They, they, they've all had something to uh, at least say, like about the mental health of an athlete and also participating in the Olympics and all the pressure that goes along with it. And it's not, it's not something easy to manage, of course, as we, as we've seen, uh, in like, like case by case. Uh, and, and they've also have been very vocal about it. And even, even like in Simone's case, when she pulled out, there was like so many people talking crazy. Uh, as if, as if, as if we under, truly understand what Simone is dealing with. I'm like, like, like I'm sitting on my couch. I'm looking at the gymnast. I'm like, wow, like this is crazy. I can't do any of this. Like this is really cool to watch. 
But then you got somebody on Twitter talking about, oh, she's a coward. Like she quit on her country, this, that, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, what? Like, like you go out there and try that. Tell me what y'all think about that. The expectations we place, but media and fans place on athletes. Yeah. I'll, first off, I'll start by saying social media is, is gotten to the point where it's, it's out of control, honestly, because like the fans and media, how they portray these athletes and these other people is, is crazy. Like, like I said earlier, like we don't know what an athlete is truly going through. Like I said, we just see him on 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 the the court or you know or where in whatever sport they're playing, and we had the, the this expectation of them. You know, it's like we put them on a pedestal, but at the same time, like like I said, we don't know what they're going through. So uh, I, I really think there are some unrealistic expectations that that are placed on athletes by you know, media and fans and. Uh, and I feel like fans say so much on social media that they won't say to the person's face. Like it's it's so crazy. Like if you're not gonna say it to they to their face, don't say it on social media. And we don't know how people would take that either. So people can take it differently. They could really have an impact on them. And some they 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 just brush it off. But it's it's just it's just social media is a guy's out of hand in my opinion. Hey man, uh, you you said a lot. You said a lot of good stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm, I don't even know where I can start, but what I can say is, social media has. I know for professional athlete, I know coaches and uh, agents tell their players don't even go to social media after the game, especially after you lose. Even if you win, don't go there because if you didn't produce the numbers, it's going it's gonna show. People are going to find a way. They're going to find a way to expose you. So it's like, of course, they're unrealistic. Everybody wants everybody to drop. Like in basketball, everybody wants everybody on the team to drop at least 12 points to match LeBron's points. Everybody can't drop 12. There's five other people on the, on the opposing team that's stopping them. Like everybody can't drop 20. Everybody can't drop 30. So, you know, it's like when it comes to athletes, man, it's like we, we make them superheroes. Like, we don't. We may not have a Superman or a Batman like these real people, but like athletes in our brains as fans, they become our superheroes. We believe there's no reason they should ever quit. There's no reason they should ever stop. Because if they stop, then they don't love us. They they, they don't want to protect our mindset. And you know that's it's always been unrealistic, but it's just gotten worse to this point because these are people who truly trained for two whole years. To at least get to this moment, and for one whole year, they couldn't even think straight because they had to stay in this one frame of mindset, basically in competition mindset for a whole year. Like, like I know how I feel to stay in competition mindset for a while because you never know when they're finally going to say, "Okay, you can start. You can start doing this now." Okay, we got this set up, so you can start going. So I just feel like it's always been a little unrealistic, and now it's just showing a lot more. Yeah, yeah, great points all around. Very unrealistic, cause uh, like Kevin said earlier, uh, in one of his points earlier, we we forget that they are human first before they're they're an athlete or performing on this stage. We we truly forget that. All right, the next point, uh, the USA men's basketball team. What's what's going on with them? Like, is is there a problem, or uh, is the rest of the world catching up with them? Uh, like, yeah, cause what what happened? They lost to. They lost to, uh, I think that was Nigeria 
in that in that pre in that preliminary that little preseason thing they had. Then they also lost to France. Uh, a lot of the guys like Steph Curry, Anthony Davis. Um, I guess Carmelo count because like he's still he's still goaded. But um, yeah, like a lot of those guys who we would normally see like some of the like the greatest players in the NBA aren't there, and um, and it's, it's kind of showing. But I still think all in all they'll be okay because like they're good enough. They just need time to practice. Uh, Drew Holiday, uh, Devin Booker. Chris Middleton were late additions because they had to wait until the finals were over. Uh, but, but like, yeah, in this in like this COVID year, they really haven't had a chance to play or practice. And on top of that, those guys don't have Olympic experience. So uh, tell me what y'all think about this 2020 men's basketball team. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously, there are some superstars on this team. Um, you know, Kevin Durant, uh, Dame Lillard. Um, so we we got we got the talent. It's just my thing is honestly the rest of the world has caught up to, with the game of basketball because back in the day, you know, we we had the greatest. We had we had the Magic's, the Mike Michael Jordans, the Charles Barkley's, and those other other Olympic teams didn't have really anybody. You had Tony Kukoc. That was like the other biggest biggest name back then. But now you got Luka Doncic, you got the Rudy Gobert's. You know, you, you you have players from these international teams that that can that compete at a high level in the NBA and are some of the greatest players. So I think it's it's those international teams have caught up, and also the players on the, on the USA team they not used used to these few international rules like like it's it's crazy. Um, like they so they so used to the the NBA game, but this is not that. Like you, they gotta they they gotta dig dig deep down. And really, really adjust to this international game. It's more physical. You know, they, they're not gonna call the the ticky tack fouls. They're not gonna call the fouls when you're looking for contact. Like, no, that's not happening around here. So they gotta, they just gotta get in that mindset. But like you said, I think they're gonna be okay. You know, hopefully they can make it to the gold medal game. Uh, if not, it's gonna be some more talk about you know who put this team together and stuff like that. But but I, I think they're gonna be good. This. Honestly, I don't I don't know why anybody'd be surprised if we if we just make it to the uh if we make it like I wanna say bronze to the bronze game. Because honestly, when you think about it, with when we have the NBA season which is was as hectic as it was this year and put a lot of stress on all the players and caused a, supposedly a lot of injuries, you can't expect high quality, firstly. Secondly, it's like the rest of the world been caught up. It's just the NBA ain't respected the rest of the world yet to to say they've caught up. So you know, it's kind of like as soon as Giannis and Luca came over, we should have said, okay, it's they on our level. But even though Giannis won it this year, we had to wait till the U.S. lost this year and like friendlies to figure it out. Oh man, these guys are different over there, and it's like, yeah, because most time we send our guys over there, then they come back in. Now they want to be all stars in the NBA, so it must be something going on over there. And for the USA men's basketball team, it's just the roster's not not deep enough. Like we, our bigs is Draymond Green. Like we 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 ain't got a big coming unless we go and get like we somehow talk Anthony Davis to come on. Cause the best center in the game, the two of the best is Jokic and Embiid, and both neither one of them Americans. 
And that should say something in itself. Jokic won MVP this year. That's another thing. It's like the signs of there is just when is the NBA going to actually do that? Oh, man, let's go conquer that market. But they they probably won't. They're probably just going to keep disrespecting. So it was uh, it's been nice, you know, being here with you guys, working uh, as an intern, you know. Uh, this has been a great season, I guess, you know, a great uh, good of shows. I worked a lot on uh, doing the background cuts and, you know, getting the questions right. And this show was pretty fun to put together. I like the questions on this one. This one was pretty good. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, this was, this was pretty dope. Uh, Jonathan, we're glad to have you. So um, you're at the University of Ozarks. What, this is your, your junior year, your senior year? Yeah, man, this is my senior year. I'll be uh, finishing up there, and uh, then I'll be going off into the world, you know, trying to figure things out. <laughs> uh, hopefully it goes right, you know. That's what we all hope. And I and I, I try to keep in touch with people, you know, which I most definitely will with you guys because, you know, y'all help me out with a lot of uh, learning how to manage. Like, I, I love that y'all, how we manage things throughout the process. When it came to like the different Excel sheets, I, I actually I actually loved that with the coloring. That was pretty dope. Uh, I'm gonna probably take that on in my in my next adventures. You know, we did something right then. All right, we did something oh, yeah, right. Somebody learned something. something. Right. Okay, cool, cool. But no, yeah, that's that's dope, man. Uh, working with you, man. Like even learning from you, even the different uh, editing stuff. Like you did something to the audio on our last video. I'm like, man, how'd you, how'd you do that? How'd you do that? And you showed me uh that's something i'm gonna keep in mind but like yeah you know just just learning from being able to learn from each other i think that was a i think that was a cool experience and of course your contributions uh where you stepped in where you carried uh some parts like i think yeah i i think that was a really good experience for us yeah man yeah i definitely appreciate the ideas you brought in especially with our production meetings you know if you had an idea you 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 were not afraid to bring it up questions you had too so you've definitely been a big help a big help to, to our whole production yeah man i appreciate it man this uh this setup right here it, it, should, it should go far i like it i like how i like all the guests though that's the best part to me uh, we had some amazing guests while i was here like rob parker that dude from uh last chance he's a coach Mm-hmm. Man, you know, I, I was like, man, I, oh man, I love these guys. These are these are things that make me want to watch it because you know, it's like these are people like I watch Rob Parker almost every time he hopped on Undisputed. Like that's my show. So when he hopped in there, I was like, man, this just got ten times better. Then he showed up here, I was like, gotta learn something, gotta gotta go read, gotta go listen, man. And y'all ask some good questions, man, some really good questions. So yeah, man, no doubt, no doubt. All right, yeah. uh, that's going to bring a conclusion to this episode of Keeping It Real. Uh, just, I also want to make it known that this is 2021 is the fifth anniversary of Be More Radio. So that's five years of being on air on the Be More Radio app. If you haven't downloaded, please do on your local uh, Apple, Google Play Store or where, wherever, wherever device you have or whatnot. And this episode will be on YouTube and Spotify and Google Podcasts. And uh, that's a wrap. It's going to be a close for this one.